What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Quest podcast. You know what it is. Tune in, enjoy. Thank you for listening. I want to jump right in. Last week, thank God for what he did on Easter weekend. How many? Resurrection weekend. It was powerful. And then the week before that, we started um, the blood series, which I'm excited to get to. But I was thinking over there, like, how do I explain to people that, like, need, like, perfection in a schedule? In, in the sense of, like, two weeks ago, I said, we're going to start the blood series. And then if you switch it up, then it throws people, certain people off. Because you like set your mind, okay, cool, we're going to talk on the blood for the next little while. But then if I just throw something else at you today, you're going to spend the whole service trying to figure out why we switched it up. <laughs> Let me tell you why God switched it up. Because you showed up. And I'm going to tell you this, tell you a secret. Anytime you preach the gospel, you're talking about the what? Blood. Amen. But um, we still, we're, we're still going to deal with the blood. But I realized, man, with, with the Lord, it's a dance. Anybody ever go to a dance or a club? The BPM shift. Rhythm shift. Right? Different dances happen. Some people dip. Some people jump. Some people do offbeat stuff. But it doesn't matter. But it's, we're dancing. And I think the challenge is we don't know how to dance with the Lord. We get stuck on what we can understand. And we're not agile. So God, we're, we're, we're not that uh, pliable. Or we're not that agile in the hands of the potter. Right? And what the Lord is looking for is people that can be more flexible with his purpose. Not trying to make him flexible for your purpose, but flexible for his purpose. Ludicrous got it. When I move, right? When I move, you move just like, right? And then guess what everybody did at his concerts? Move just like that. Right. Amen. So this morning, I really, really, really feel because, listen, people's backs are against the wall. There is a lot of depressed, there is a lot of people that look like they got it together and are jacked up. There's a lot of parents who think they crushing it because they provide for their children and their children think they suck. Oh, you guys sensitive this morning, right? Hey, listen, I know my kids think sometimes I suck. Doesn't mean that I suck. It just means they think that I suck. And sometimes they suck because they think I suck for being a parent. Right. For those that don't know, this is, we keep it real here, right? We keep it authentic, right? Like the Netflix stuff you watch, keep it real, right? We keep it real in here, amen. So the point is, is that, that there's a lot of people who are losing hope. There's a lot of weariness in the land. There's a lot of uh, uh, fatigue in the land. There's a lot of lies being entertained. I'm talking believers, not, I'm not even talking about the world. I'm talking about you believers or on the fence believers or religious leaders because you were raised up Catholic doesn't mean you follow Jesus. It just means you was raised up in a religion or whatever it may be, but God is not looking for your organizational commitment. He's looking for a covenant commitment. 
Right. You go to work every day because you're committed to work. So if you just are religious, that's all you do with, with, with religion is you go to work. But there's no relationship with your boss. Right. Therefore, if you lack relationship, you lack the hydration you need for the race you're called to. And there's no person that can commit to a high level of performance dehydrated. And we have a whole lot of dehydrated, wealthy, well-off people. And you come into a spiritual place that is willing to tell you what God is saying. You need some water. You're dehydrated. Some of you have lost your joy. You don't love your husband like you used to or your wife. When you sleep on your pillow and your your spouse's back is turned towards you and both of you are scrolling on the phone because y'all don't have nothing to talk about. You know the spouse you go out to dinner with and sit across from the table with and y'all barely got a conversation. I'm talking about dehydrate. I'm talking about some of y'all come to church and serve all the time. But you in the closet with some stuff the Lord sees you you're, you're dehydrated some, some saints have been saved for a long time and you're holding on to you went from super on fire with Jesus to barely holding on to your faith and the Lord says you can't get back to fire without intentionally setting a fire so my job is to help set a fire it's your job to keep the fire and feed it. Religion will not work in these last days. It's too many options for religion. And we have a generation that we are going to leave behind confused or committed to things that will stray them further and further away from God. And so for me, this idea... What I realized, Elder John, there's a whole lot of grown folks that don't know how to fight. Especially fight fair. I'm talking about really fight for your joy. Like most, fighting for your joy is not trying to get a good career. And then I'm taking a little further. Fighting for household joy. So not being okay that you cool, but fighting for your children's joy. Figure out what's going on. Fight for them, fight with them, and sometimes you got to fight against them. Like we don't know how to fight. We have bent over and we're almost done. I pick and choose when I'm going to fight with my kids, but I still got to fight. But sometimes I let them fight against themselves. That's a fight too. That's a fighting tactic. You know how? Because the Lord didn't stop you from sinning. He just let you fight against yourself. And then you came to yourself and was like, oh, I'm just beating myself up. Right. So this morning, simple topic is fight back. Fight back. I feel like more than half the people in here need this word today. And then underneath it, it says, punch with my eyes open. 
I'm talking about a fight where you actually are, are, are intentional with where you throw in blows. I'm not talking about you just out here swinging, tired and fatigued. You see them boxers that just be swinging when they can't handle a championship fighter. They just throw in hoping something land. The Lord says, stop hoping something will land. Land it. Land the punch. Be precise. Be efficient. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive what? Power, ability, efficiency, and might. Your punches should be efficient. You shouldn't just be throwing. Sometimes you could just, you just sit back in the pocket and let the enemy get tired. You know the enemy can't outlast you. You know that, right? But if you just out here swinging at everything he throw at you, that's a part of his strategy. It's getting you beat in the air. You're fighting battles you're not supposed to fight. You're fighting battles you're not equipped to fight. You're fighting battles that's not even yours. And you're fighting battles that you think are way bigger than what they are. Some battles can be won by simply ignoring the lie. But we fuel it with our ignorance. We fuel it with our fear. We fuel it with our self-help, our, 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 our own way. Say fight back. Look at your neighbor and say, you going to fight back. Fight back, fight back, fight back, fight back, fight back. Look, I was out, I was busted and disgusted till I learned how to fight back, fight for myself. We know how to fight. We know how to call each other names. We know how to yell at each other. We know how to ignore each other. We know how to press the red button. We know how to send emojis. We know how to say certain things to get under their skin. We know how to fight. But, but, but I want to tell you today, you're not fighting legally. Because as a child of God, there's a specific way that you fight and it's not with flesh and blood. So we need more believers that are skillful in fighting the battles we're called and equipped to fight. I gave this example. We've just walked through a season of some things and some people want you to, and Jesus faced this. He drew a line in the sand and the religious folks wanted him to stone a girl. Follow this. They were always mad at Jesus because he didn't do it their way and in their timing. So you bring some folk up here and love on them, folks upset because you didn't stone them. Jesus gets on the cross and there's some thieves he could easily be like you filthy he said y'all coming with me today David's getting ready to fight Goliath and then Saul offers him his old heavy armor David tries it on tries to walk and say I can't fight this I can't fight in this this is not my gear less gear more faith and precision he got five stones only needed one before he approached the battle line he was in secret 
preparing for a battle he never knew he would be having to fight. But he used what he had. And I think we're in a time where there's people, you're picking up other people's armor. You're going, you're going to picket lines. You're, 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 you're trying to find books and seminars and you're putting up, you're picking up worldly armor. You're picking up your auntie's armor. You're picking up your last pastor's armor. You're picking up the old school way of doing it. And we're in a season where it's going to take less what you think you know and more faith in what God has done. I'm talking about we're in a season where it's only going to take one stone. Because it's requiring efficiency. With praying efficiently. Praying the word, not emotions. This is a season where God will let you in on what's really going on so you can pray only on what's really going on. And you don't have to end all your prayers, but Lord, if it's your will. No, you you should know his will. You don't have to end it because you kind of doubt at the end. So you like, but if it's your will, you should know his will because you've cultivated his heart inside of you and his spirit you walk with. And so when you pray, you're praying what he wants, what he desires and what you have aligned up with that not only he wants, but now because you want what he wants is what you want. Delight in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Seek me first. Why? When you delight and when you seek first, you begin to take on his desires, his mind, his heart. So now when you pray, you're praying what he wants. And if it's what he wants, it's his will. Fight back. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be well balanced. Be well balanced. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be clear, be focused, be precise. Have clarity. Move with precision. Don't be too, don't be intoxicated on worry. Don't be intoxicated on anxiety. Don't be intoxicated with other people's business. This is the season where you just got to let family members do what they want to do. They don't got to listen to you. When you offer Jesus to them or when you offer a word to them, they don't want it. Let them be because you can get drunk worrying about how other people handle in their life. I don't care if it's mama, daddy, brother, sister. There are some people you worried about that know better. That's a word for somebody. You spending time with people that God can't even spend time talking to. They not listening to the Lord. They're not picking up his strength. So they for sure ain't going to pick up yours. And a tactic of the enemy is get you drunk and drained on somebody he has a grip on. Identify when people are stuck in a muck and no matter how hard you try to pull them out. And you ready for this? They're getting high on the attention, not the word. Some people want you around because of the attention, not the revelation. Okay, okay. Be, 
be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times, all times. What did he say? All times, all times. He tells you to do another thing, bless the Lord at all times. So I can't be cautious at all times unless I bless the Lord at all times. They go together, blessing the Lord at all times and being conscious on behalf of the Lord or for the Lord or unto the Lord at all times. They work together. So I can't bless worry at all times and be cautious at all times. I can't let sorrow and heaviness control my, 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 or dictate to me at all times as well as be cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger seeking someone to seize upon and devour. I love how it did not say he roars, he roams around biting people. He roams around intimidating. Waiting for someone to lie down that he can enjoy as a snack. Don't be no snack. Roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger. Hell is never full. That's Bible. Hell is never full. Hell has a huge appetite. Moving right along. These two words are very important. Withstand him. He didn't say with run. withstand him so it says there's an enemy roaring and it says stand there there's something about standing that intimidates the enemy that you're not moved by his roar See, I, I love watching the Animal Challenge sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes it's whack, but sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good. But it's strategy. You got, you got one coming at you, and you running from him, he just running you to them. <laughs> so you got to be careful you identify the real problem before you start running. Because you may be running from a decoy. trying to help somebody this morning are you stressing over a decoy or the actual issue and sometimes we magnify the decoy and the issue the real issue is very solvable something that somebody's in here in right now that seems impossible to get out of I challenge you to dissect it this week and I promise you you might find that it's just a decoy it's not that bad but you've magnified this decoy and when you magnify the decoy you will run into the mouth of the devourer because fear never leads you to freedom okay um, withstand him be firm in faith be firm have boundaries have boundaries Stand on the word. 
confess it. Don't change it. Some of you are in the place in your life where you're trying whatever. You're, you're desperate. You're, you're changing, confessing. You're fighting thoughts away like, man, I, I believed he could do it, but I'm questioning now. So now what you're doing is you're risking it. Um, I'm going to slow down. Against his onset, rooted, established, strong, big word, immovable. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Say it a hundred different times, a hundred different ways. I shall not be moved. I am immovable and determined. What things do you allow in your soul space that eats away at determination? How about, how about I help you? Everybody's determined about something. You only got so much determination. Is your determination misplaced right now or displaced? It's somewhere else. You're determined not to let somebody do you over. I'm determined not to gain 20 pounds. I'm determined to get this job. Yeah, holler back. I'm determined. Great timing. That's the Lord right there. I'm determined. <laughs> yes. It's a bishop right there. Amen. <laughs> Say, I'm determined. You gotta, where is your determination? Everybody got some. I'm determined to get 100,000 followers by the end of the year on social media. Everybody got to, where's your determination right now? I'm determined to find a new place. I'm determined to get a spouse. I'm determined to get a raise. Where's your determination? Everybody has determination. Are you in a place where you can afford for your determination to be somewhere else than where it should be in this season? This is so good. I'm determined to have fun on Fridays. But maybe in this season, you need to determine to seek the Lord and everything pertaining to that. Maybe this season, you need to determine and fight to not get engaged in so many different directions and worries and concerns. What things are you determined, here you go, what things are you determined about right now that is causing extra worry? What is it? Because a God determination should not lead you to worry. And wherever there's a door open of worry, they got cousins. Worry got cousins. Warisha, Warren, Warina. All we got all war. Worry got cousins. <laughs> you know the friend that showed up to the party with, with 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 the people you didn't say okay to. Yeah, worry don't never show up by itself. Where is your determination? I'm determined to be the best employee. I'm determined to win that, that vacation. I'm determined to only eat 300 calories a day. 
Hey, folks out here determined to do some crazy stuff. Stressed out, worry, scale in their back pocket. Right, some stuff needs to hurry up and just be habitual so you can start worried about it. But make sure whatever you're putting in, in, a, in, in into habit in your life is healthy. Be careful of negativity becoming habit in any form. If you're, if you're working on changing your nutrition and your diet, great. Let's, let's hurry up to be, make it a habit versus going up and down. Find a diet that worked for you because that's stressful trying to find the keto and the neato and all these other little fetos and, and vegos and all that. No, I want some Cheetos. Amen. Forget keto. I want Cheetos. Amen. That's what I want right now. Right now. Right? Because here it is. When you're trying to shift that diet, how often do you find yourself frustrated at some point, you got to say, this is what it is. I'm going to stop complaining and eating like this. You're causing your, you're, you're gaining weight because you're worrying. Eating healthy, but you're gaining weight worrying. So you might as well just be happy and eat some Cheetos. <laughs> Man, Word. All these unhealthy vegans. I'm like, what are you doing? You're stressed out. Come on over here and eat this food with me. Amen. <laughs> this, is, this is a season for very precise, clear decisions. There's some stuff, listen, doesn't mean cut it. It just means put it on hold. And when I say put it on hold, it does not mean keep on revisiting it. It means put it on hold and the Lord will bring it back to your attention. There's some stuff you need to not pay attention to this season. I'm trying to help somebody right now. This all applies business. It applies a lot. You need to simplify your focus. Because wherever your focus is, your energy is. Hey, hey, that spouse will come to Jesus one day. Stop, stop now. Stop. That dad, that mom, they'll come to Jesus one day. Whatever. Just stop asking them. Stop asking them. Hey, there's some stuff and some people you're giving energy and it's eating at your determination. It says, uh, and determined. Knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout. In other words, you ain't the only one going through something. Ain't it funny how you think you're the only person in the world? It's like that's how sometimes you choose who you want to pray for you. Elder John, y'all ain't going through nothing. Can you and Elder Roseanne pray for me, please? Please, y'all done parenting. You guys on the prayer ministry, so God has accepted you to pray because you ain't going through nothing. <laughs> See, we pick people because we think they ain't going through nothing. Why pastor ain't called? He ain't going through nothing. <laughs> right? You think people ain't going through, let me tell you. No, the people you think ain't going through nothing, and, I, and I'm talking about in a healthy way, they're so leaning on the Lord. 
they've literally handed it over to God so they do got to praise. They can rejoice because they've just given it to God. It doesn't mean that they're, I'm not going through nothing. It just, I understand I'm going to keep on going through this if I don't surrender it to God. I'm casting my cares unto the Lord. And I'm, listen, you ready? If I'm casting my cares, I got to learn how to care less. There's some people in the name of caring, it is still in your joy because you care it. Well, if I'm not there for him, who else going to be there for him? Jesus, Jesus going to be there for him. Take care, pastor. I don't receive that. Nope, I ain't taking care of nowhere. Amen. You take care. Amen. Nope, you need to care less. You need to care less. What are you giving energy to? What are you caring about? Get over it. The spot on the rug is going to stay there. I'm talking about this, the little stuff we be tripping on. I'll come home sometime and let little stuff get on, get on my nerves. Why'd y'all leave a cup on the counter? Now, I'm, 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 I'm jacked up right now. They're clearly fine with the cup being on the counter. They chilling. I'm coming home worried about the cup. What I should do is get the cup and go put it in a room. I'm going to care less. You're going to care about this. Go right ahead. You can have this cup. <laughs> I'm not saying, that's a new one right there. That's revelation from the Lord. That's what I'm doing from now on. Whoever dish night it was, if the dishes is in the sink when I get home, put them in a box. Going to put them right next to your bed. Amen. 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 It's coming. New one, new one. Revelation from the Lord. Say hallelujah. Hey. He's trying to free us. I'm going to clean the kitchen <laughs> into your room. Amen. <laughs> he says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace. Here's the promise hidden in here. It's only for a little while. Anything after a little while is your fear, your ignorance. It's, it, it's a little while. And let me tell you something. The suffering here is more spiritual and mental than it is a physical thing exiting your life. Because sometimes I'm suffering, grappling a new reality. And when I can get over it, it doesn't mean because I found rest in my new reality that I've accepted something that is opposite of what God said. It actually shows a level of maturity that I'm not going to allow it to dictate my life while I believe for its disappearance. It's like, the, it's like I forget his name. He don't have no legs, no arms. He's found a place. That this is my new reality. Now I'm about to flip it and reverse it. I'm about to be an inspiration. That mean there's not struggle. It doesn't mean, but what I'm not going to do is let it take my life. The suffering is less about getting the thorn out and then more about learning to master the thorn. Paul says, wait a minute, it's when I'm weak 
he gets glory. It's not because you're weak, he gets glory. It's how you depend on him in your weakness, he gets glory. He don't get glory from you complaining, he get glory from you praising him in spite of. David, who suffered much, I've been young, now I'm old, but I've never. Even in his affliction, he still counts it as, I've never been forsaken. What Job said, though they, yet will I. So it sounded like suffering, suffering ended for the prodigal son when he came to himself. He came to himself in the pit. And it was because the strength that he got from the revelation he received that caused him to go back to a more whole place. Joseph in a pit found favor as a slave. Jesus being persecuted. He like, y'all not taking my life, I get my own life up. Jesus being persecuted and in the midst of it forgiven. You coming with me today. Didn't mean he wasn't in pain. But his perspective. So look, we think he was suffering. Hebrews said he found joy. Because his eyes was on something greater than his current situation. He understood it was through his suffering that you and I would have victory. Okay, okay. You track it. You track it. You track it. I'm tracking. I'm being encouraged right now. The, 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 who imparts, the, he says, the God of all grace who imparts all blessing and favor, who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus. Will, will, will. What does will mean? It's, it's going to will himself. It is a will may be. Will himself complete and make you what you ought to be. Establish and ground you securely and strengthen and settle you. To him be the dominion, power, authority, rule forever and ever. Oh man, here, here, here's, here's a key word right here. It's easy because it's almost like a period, right? Or exclamation mark at the end. But these three words right here is major. So be it. We need some so be it in our life. Somebody don't want to be with you? So be it. Amen. Amen. You get fired from your job? First of all, if, you got, if they should have fired you, amen, you can't so be it. Right? Show up on time and can't be late and so be it. Okay? <laughs> we get arrogant, huh? Show up to work smoking weed and high, get fired. Oh, well, God got a plan for me. That was his plan. You smoke that. Amen. Amen. So be it. That's words of caring less in a healthy way. I lost this, so be it. It's not saying forget it. It's saying we're about to build on this. Turning my pit into momentum. Learning how to embrace the contact of trials and get some and ones in your life. 
I might got hit by this, but and one. And one. Right? You broke up with me, but and one. On the other side, I got something better. And one. We stay on the floor too long. We stay down too long. And some of us got down there because we was flopping. We was flopping. Them sports terms right there. But amen. But the woman with the issue of blood, (laughs) she was like, if I got to crawl, I'm going to crawl. But I'm getting to Jesus. And I ain't seen no faith like that. Because you didn't wait for me to come to your house. You didn't wait for me to send a priest to your house. You didn't even wait for me to put hands on you or say a word to you or look at you. Jesus didn't lay hands on her. Jesus didn't look at her until she took out of him what she needed. He said, who is that? Who is that? He said, I ain't never seen faith like that. Because I didn't need you to touch me. I didn't need you to come to my house. I didn't need you to say nothing to me. I believed you had everything I needed. So all she was left with was his presence. Because his person never encountered. His person never looked at her. His person never engaged with her. You guys have to see this. His person. Anybody ever get ignored? Anybody ever not get ignored on purpose, but they were trying to get somebody's attention, but the person didn't see them? Anybody ever had someone not see them, but they were facing towards you? Why was that an ignore? Why was that they didn't engage you? So there's nothing that happened with us because you didn't engage. Anybody ever stare at you with just a blank without engaging you? just like you just nothing just you got to understand this Jesus did not engage her she just got around his presence and said if I could just get there I want you to see something she was determined and she was desperate for Jesus She wasn't desperate for his disciples. She wasn't desperate for a religious man. She was desperate for Jesus. And we're in a time where our desperation is causing us to look in many areas. And the Bible warns you of these last days. Demons have doctrines. We got to be careful what we're researching. We got to be careful what we're looking for. Because guess what? When you research... Don't think an open window is the only thing getting open. When you, hopefully I can get to this. Every time you look at something, that enters your gates. So you have to be careful what you're looking up and looking to, to rescue you in your desperate season. Because some of you are so weak, you cannot afford to invite any other battles. 
Desperation can be good if it's channeled properly. God responds to desperation. But we got to be careful. When we're desperate, we do not invite many doctors, many coaches, many pastors, many forms of healing, all these things that humanity is looking for. It's too much variety to experience wholeness. showed you you could try everything but the only one that worked was Jesus right I'm sure the doctor helped her gave her a few pills to alleviate some pain but it did the pills didn't make her whole forever ever victory is the children's bread I'll say it again victory is the children's bread I'm gonna say it again victory is the children's bread one more time victory is the children's bread victory is mine back day, back in the day they used to sing a song victory is mine victory is mine victory today is mine so it get day behind victory today is mine victory is mine victory is mine victory That just blesses my soul. That just blesses my soul. That blesses my soul. That blesses my soul. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. <laughs> Ephesians 6. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Here you go. Stand victorious. But this is very important. Be careful what's coming against your union with Christ. Be you ready? Be careful what's coming against the relationships that the Lord has brought to you to help you come in union with him <laughs> not every relationship keeps you in the life union so you can be with a friend who's a part of the body but not necessarily a part of the life be careful what relationships that you enter in in the name of the body of Christ that's stealing the life of Christ not every believer that you hang with brings you life. Some of the most draining come from believers. I'm 
sure I was a draining believer at some point, pulling on people in certain ways, having unhealthy expectations, gossiping, being messy. That, that is not supposed to be. So just because you hang out with someone who's a part of the body doesn't mean you're hanging out with somebody who's a part of the life. You can't be, you can't be no punk. Period. Amen. Period. 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 You can't, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot be a coward guarding your heart. To guard your heart effectively, you're going to have to be willing to tell even people you love, no. I can't. Why'd you say that? Don't say that around me. How do I say that? Just like I just said that. Just like that. Amen. You might say it's shaking and scared, but it's out now. Don't say that to me. Don't say it's not. Don't say that to me. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. This stuff you got to believe. I only can stand victorious because of what's flowing in me and through me. Catch the words, stand victorious. It didn't say fight for victory. It says stand in victory. So my posture has to represent victory. Standing victorious is the children's posture. (laughs) Standing in victory is the children's bread. Standing victorious is the children's posture. Victory is our bread. The stance of victory is our posture. Hold your posture under pressure. 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 You may lose a position, but don't compromise your posture. You might get moved out of somewhere in a season. You might lose a friend. You might get weak in a certain... Don't lose your posture. I don't care how many dumbbells they add on there. Keep your posture. The weight is trying to break your posture. That's how you know you get strength. You can carry more weight in the correct posture. You can carry more weight in the correct posture. You trying to be like, Lord, I'm done. Don't put no more dumbbells. Don't put no more weights on there. But the Lord said, you have to get stronger. You need to come against. So after a while, you've gotten stronger. You don't need to keep lifting the same weight. You need a little bit more weight. That's going to challenge you. The weight is not to kill you, it's to grow you. Whoever it is for, it's not to kill you, it's to grow you. Didn't say the Lord put it on you. Be clear. The Lord is using it. Before we start giving God credit for disaster. All things work together. He uses our, stu- our, our, our stupid decisions. He uses our experience in the alleyways. He uses our experience in the club. He uses it for his glory. He didn't put me in the club one bit. He didn't put a drink to my mouth one bit. He didn't make me cuss one bit. He didn't make me be unfaithful one bit. But will he use it? Yes, I can be more effective when I give wisdom. 
I, I have some experience built up that he's given grace and mercy that purchased the experience so that I can then reconcile people. I can relate to some folks. Carry his presence. His presence will carry your pressure. Been in the room, been in the room. I'm trying to tell you right now. Carry his presence. His presence will carry your pressure. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. Burden is light. Carry his presence. You were not created to carry pressure. You ready? He was. created to carry presence he came in and carried your pressure he came in and carried your sin you couldn't carry it (laughs) he bequeathed he gave us his presence he took our pressure (laughs) he gave us his holiness he gave us and he took our ratchetness carry his presence. See, the focus is his presence. The focus ain't all, man, I can carry all this, man. Look at me, boy, I can handle a lot. I'm strong. His presence is undefeated. His presence is undefeated. This is, this is spiritual locker room talk. We get (laughs) ready. right? This spiritual locker room talk right now. This is how your coach talked to you before when you're going out for a big game. Remember, his presence is undefeated. Right? Any championship team, even if they're behind in the timeout, what they're going to say? Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. They will fold. Stick to the plan. Younger team will always fold because they're too excited. They're exerting a whole lot of energy. And the veterans just sitting back and letting it all unfold. I remember one time we played against Utah. I don't know if anybody know who Andre Miller is. He played for Utah. He played under Rick Majerus. And he went on to play with several NBA teams. And I remember we played against them. I did really good. But I remember playing against them. We were up by nine. We were up by 11 points with about nine minutes to go. And the entire game. They was just running their stuff, missing shots, running their stuff, no pressure. Rick Majerus, who's a Hall of Fame coach, call a timeout. They come back out, running their stuff. 11, about, about 10 minutes or so to go. They turned it on, and we didn't know what hit us. They clamped down on defense. They started focusing on making them buckets. They turned defense into offense. And we lost by 11. But it's not only the veteran team, it's also the poise of their leader. Make sure you hang out with more poised people. So when you come to them freaking out, they know, oh my God, come on, have some coffee, sit down with me. Oh my God, really? That's a, fre- that's a frequency you do not need. Uh-uh. Please you know, <laughs> know who you calling with what amount of pressure. But I'll say it again. Know who you calling with what amount of pressure you're under. 
Not everyone can handle the pressure with you. You need to call people that can handle the pressure with you. Right? You could call certain people if you went to the donut shop and they ran out of donuts. Oh my God, they didn't have, oh my God, they didn't, right? But, 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 and then you, you, you get laid off your job for just some random reason. You can't share that with donut friend. <laughs> right? Homeboy break up with you. There's some girlfriends you can't share that with and vice versa. You married, you don't need the friends that's going to encourage you to cheat. Or say, forget about it, girl. You can come move with me. He don't deserve you. No, you need friends that's going to say, how can we work this out? And you need friends sometime to ask you what you did. If you ain't got no, if, if, if your friends don't ask you what you did, they okay for them donut friends. Them donut friends. You need people that's going to say, okay, listen to you. Okay, now what did you do to contribute to that? Didn't say you did something wrong. Didn't say you deserve to be cheated on. But, but let's go back and let's see, is there anything you could have did to contribute to where you guys are? Let's talk about that for a minute. Because the true essence of love is even when you can't love, I love you in a way that sets you up to love. We always looking for people to love us right, but we're not looking for ways not to trip them up. Like, oh, well, you grown enough, you know better. No, if I would have said it in the right tone, I know they go, they go off like a hot tea kettle. You ever got them hot head people? But why do you keep on pushing them over the edge? That's not love. Well, I, you ever start off a conversation? I know you're going to be mad when I say this. Don't say it. You're not helping them. Love is not going to say it. Love is going to wait for the right time to say it. Over donuts, like over sugar or something. Over a happy moment when y'all singing your favorite song together, just slip it in. I'm going to help somebody. We have to be more skillful communicators in our relationship and skillful listeners. We know how to talk. As soon as you come out the womb, we start talking. We need to teach babies how to listen. <laughs> that sounds stupid, huh? That sounds real crazy. No, we've all been taught how to talk. But the issue is not in the talking. You talk based on what you hear. <laughs> Man, if you come on Wednesday night, we've been, we, we were talking, we're, we're talking about self-control when it comes to mouth control and the power of our mouths. If you don't come to Wednesdays uh, at all, just come for the next two Wednesdays so you can get this part. Because the Bible says we will give an account for every word that we speak. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So a lot of what I'm in right now is things that I've said and things that I haven't said. 
the darkness that I am in. Do you notice one of the hardest things to do when you are in a bad space is speak life. You hate joyful people when you in a dark space. This the wrong church. That's why some folks, oh, I'm in a bad, bad past. I wasn't feeling good to, today. And I knew if I came to church today, y'all was going to be jumping all over the place. When joy irritates you, it's a problem. Greatness has always been a flight risk. I love, I love statements like this because you're like, okay, good, give me some more. I don't quite get that one, but give me some more. Give me some more. Give me some more. That's called an alley-oop right there. I'm setting it up for you. Greatness has always been a fl flight risk. Think of people like Jonah. I'm, I'm, I'm about to read a couple real quick before we close. Elijah ran. David ran. Get like, like you look throughout the Peter ran. Under pressure, Peter ran. Under the pressure of purpose, Jonah ran. Greatness is always a flight risk. If you got something great inside you, this hits home. Because you're probably running. And when I'm talking about greatness, I'm talking about the greater. I'm not talking about going to work. You might not feel like going to work, but you ain't scared to go to work. Because you need to get paid. I'm talking about the greater purpose. Greatness is always a flight risk. Let's look at a couple things. We will close and pick up tonight. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had slain all the prophets of Baal with the sword. Park right there. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had slain all the prophets of Baal with the sword. So, so, so the enemy knew about the greatness of Elijah. I really need you to get this. The enemy knew about the greatness and the threat that Elijah was. There's already rumors out about your victories. You got to get this. You got you to gotta get this. You, you got to get this. Go back to the scripture. You got to get this. It starts off saying that Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah, Elijah didn't have no flyers. The enemy passed on the report of his greatness. The enemy knew what was inside of Elijah. Ahab told Jezebel, a higher authority, a higher principality. In other words, there's demons that try you on one level that say, I can't fool with them. I'm about to go tell somebody that got a little bit more authority. You wonder why the, 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 the uh, warfare has increased. It's because you have been promoted. Oh, shit. 
Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had slain all the prophets of Baal with the sword. There's already rumors out about your victories. There is demonic entities that know how powerful you are more than you're aware of about yourself. What are you avoiding, starting or stopping, cutting or adding, binding or loosing? What is it in your life right now that you are avoiding, starting or stopping, cutting or adding, binding or loosing? There he came to the cave a few verses down. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. How many of us have lodged in our cave? We just got nice little, 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 nice little cushiony pillows and our favorite tea. And we camping out. This, I want you to see this. I really need you to see this. He's hiding after victory. I know I'm looking crazy right now because I really see it right now. He's hiding after victory. And some of you are in a cave and you're so focused on the darkness that you are not being, you're not able to recall the victories you've already won. This is very important. This is very important. The report from Ahab to Jezebel was not about what he was about to do. It was about what he has done. And so the, 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 the demonic is, is looking at your resume and you not. Your fear has driven you into a cave after a victory. And you know how quick we can spot a defeat or a stress or a ailment, but, but, but we can't keep our eyes on the victory. You ready for this? Do you realize that you're still a threat with the thorn? Somehow you have calculated that because you have a thorn, you're less strong. how much more powerful you are with the thorn <laughs> man it's your strength is not in the removal of the thorn it's in the learning how to it's it's in the learning how to move right when you find people that practice at a high level you got all kind of obstacles they practice with. You might put a broom real high over somebody to learn how to shoot high. You get people work out with a weight vest. You get people with ankle weights on, running. You get, you get, you get football players running through, bah, 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 obstacles. And that's how you get speed, and that's how you get accurate, and that's how you get stronger. And some of us, we just lay down.
word of the Lord came to him and said, what are you doing here? And that's the question I got for you today. What are you doing here? Whatever your cave is, your inferiority, your sorrow, you have to allow someone to call you higher than your thorn without being offended with them that they're not sympathizing with your thorn. This man right here, when the weights get heavy, don't care nothing about the weight. And even if he does care, he's still finding ways. That's when he comes over and he spots me. He didn't say, all right, you, you, is it too heavy? All right, all right, that's it. No, he said, come on. You got it. And you can be mad all you want to. But you thank him for the strength that you gain through him not getting in that moment with you. Because if he gives in to my weakness, he's weak as well. And what we're looking for sometimes is sympathy. says what are you doing here Elijah he replied I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant thrown down your altars and killed your prophets look at what he says and I I only am left and they seek my life to take it away this is this is a moment where he's, you could be, you probably like, why me, Lord? Can't this be on somebody? Think about it. Can't somebody else be sick? Think about it. Jesus said, can't they carry their own cross? But what? Nevertheless, let me pick this up. Didn't say it don't hurt. Didn't say it's not frustrating. But the Bible says after you've done all that tragedy or the moment has required have you done all that it requires all that it requires have you switched therapists have you went out of town somewhere else have you switched environments have you purged a relationship have you done everything that is in your power and then say, Lord, I ain't got no, I can't do nothing else. Whoever you are today, the Lord says, you got a little more in you. Be encouraged. You got a little bit more in you. You can go a little bit further. But listen, but he says, use the last bit of energy for your best effort. <laughs> use the Use the last bit of energy for your best effort. Man, I'll be on that Peloton, and this boy made that boy happy. He had all kinds of stuff. It was 85. And it's funny, you can, you can go eight reps, and you got nine reps, but it's something about that last one. There's a reserve available because you know it's about to be over. 
ain't it funny? You can be ready to give up, but when they say 10 more seconds, you're like, okay, I'll give you my best now. Amen. <laughs> That's the Lord says. You got, you, got, you got a little bit longer to go, and you got a little more. You, 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 got, you, got, a li- you got more in the tank. It's that, it, you, some of you is where that toothpaste, that toothpaste over. You gonna roll it over? I know y'all balling, so you don't never get to the bottom of the toothpaste. But in my house, we I don't, my toothpaste disappear. So you roll it, right? Some of y'all, when y'all be drinking, you know when you don't don't want to go to the store, you 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 turn the bottle over. The Lord says, you may look flat, but it's still some more toothpaste in you. It's still, it's still some old toothpaste in you. I promise you. And sometimes you, you know, the toothpaste don't come out until you get all the way to the end. It always hurts your fingers when you're over there just trying to. And then sometimes you got to lean on it a little bit. Man, do you want the toothpaste or you want you just want something new right away? You just want a whole new, a whole new tube, or, or are you willing to let the Lord squeeze what's left? And he said, "Go out and stand on the mount. I got, I, you got, you got it. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent." The mountains and broken pieces, the rocks before the Lord. Listen, but the Lord was not in the wind. Boom, 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 boom. But that was not the Lord. And after the wind and earthquake, boom, 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 boom. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of gentle stillness and a still small voice when Elijah heard the voice he wrapped his face in the mantle and went out and stood in the entrance he wrapped his face and he went into the entrance of the cave he's coming out he's coming out he's coming out and behold there came a voice to him and said what are you doing here God is doing something massive in the secret place. It's not in the big, man, I don't know. He's doing something massive. You ready? Looking for, you're looking for the king's tide while ignoring the king's hive. You're looking for this big public explosion, this big abundant outpouring from the Lord, this big old miracle. And there's something that the Lord wants to do in this secret place. He's not yet ready to present you spotless. I don't know who I'm talking to, but we, I, I wouldn't be a good steward over your soul if I was just king tight, king tight, king tight. But he also has a hive, a place of activity. The very thing that stings you is the very thing that's producing that honey. <laughs> and 
sometimes it's just irrational to think you're going to get honey without a sting. Stay focused on the king and his kingdom. His victory is only found in his kingdom. Tonight we're going to look at Jonah. And then I got, I think it's seven essentials for this season and beyond. Essentials, seven essentials that I feel the Lord gave me for where you are. I'll leave you with this. Fight off. We'll pick up on Jonah tonight, but I'll leave you with this. Fight off the sleep of disobedience. Sometimes all God is asking you to do is get in the ring and stay in the ring. Sometimes the biggest fight is not the fight. It's just showing up. And some of you in here are ready to stop showing up. And the Lord said, I need you to just get in the ring and just stay in the ring. There's encouragement in the ring. There's courage in the ring, right? There's support in the ring. There, there's wisdom in the ring. There's experience for the next battle in the ring. Lift your hands right where you are. And just say, Lord, here I am. The battle is not mine, but it is yours. I need you now. I need your strength. I need your courage. I need you now. I'm running low, but I know you have more than enough in Jesus' name. Come on. In my weakness, you are strong. In my weakness, you get the glory. And today, I make up my mind to not let my weakness deter me from my purpose. Yes, I'm weak. Yes, I'm weary. But I know in you, there's bounce back. There's power. There's glory. There's salvation. And I shall see the salvation of the Lord in this lifetime. I shall not be moved in Jesus' name. If you believe it, give them a big old shout of praise. Father, bless your children. Keep them. Hold them, for you are faithful. You are kind. You are loving. Worship team, you can come up. You are loving. You're a big God. And Lord, you care about the details. You see the details. And I will say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I know your will is wholeness. I know your will is shalom, peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. I know your will is joy. I know your will is kindness. I know your will is long-suffering. I know your will. 
is that we have long life, life to the full, till it overflows. I know your will is an abundance of life, abundance of joy, an abundance of happiness, an abundance of strength, an abundance of courage. And I thank you because we are soul winners. We are wise. And I know that there's reward set aside for the soul winner. So, Lord, your servants, strengthen them, replenish them, heal them, deliver them, set them free now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, you know every home, you know every trouble, you know every trial, you know every temptation. And we submit it to you. We cast our cares upon you, for you care for us. Make it personal. Say, I cast my cares on you because you care for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's not only going to be all right. It's about to be an explosive comeback. In Jesus' name. I celebrate you right now. I celebrate your victory in advance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody get something today? Come on. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's sermon. We pray you were challenged and encouraged. You heard the man. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms to know what we got going on. That's at LoveQuestINTL Church on all platforms. But you know what it is. Till next time. Get your love fixed, man.